It's the Talking Games Podcast. Welcome back. This is the Talking Games Podcast, episode 106. It is Sunday, the 28th of May, 2023. Hope you've all had a very good week. Uh, thank you, everyone, for checking out the website this week. Uh, we have been a bit slow with news because there isn't a huge amount going on other than showcases. Uh, there's going to be Summer Games Fest next week, which I'm very much... Is it next week? Begins? Some of the me- yeah, I think it begins next year. week. Yeah, next next weekend going through, I think about two weeks in total, uh, the showcases are going to be running for. But we've just had PlayStation, we've had THQ, uh, we've had Marvelous, and of course Warhammer Skulls. Uh, I will be touching on the abysmal <laughs> PlayStation showcase in just a minute, my God. Uh, but thank you everyone for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquirer.com. You can find us on all the socials, forward slash gamesinquirer everywhere, apart from YouTube. I have set up my own YouTube channel now. I'm going to be doing unboxing uh, today uh, as the time of we're recording. Um, but that video hopefully should be up uh, by the time you're listening to this. Please go check it out if it is. Uh, but with that being said, thank you to Bam and Nightmare for joining me this week. Yeah, man, you know it's always a pleasure coming in here, you know, talking about them games. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, there's so much. There's so much news this week. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get your opinion, Bam, on this uh, PlayStation showcase. Cause... Oh, I can't wait to dive in on that. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, before we begin, though, um, sad passing. We've had a couple of passings this week. Uh, one of which was Tina Turner. You may be asking why we're uh, giving our love to Tina Turner. She was in the original, uh, what's it called, Mad Max film. Uh, they pretty much redefined that film. She's a fun, she was a phenomenal singer, a big part of my childhood. Uh, of course, it was uh, Ray Stevenson, who was in uh, a lot of the Thor Marvel movies of late. Uh, he was also in uh, Rome uh, on HBO. Uh, he played in King Arthur. He was in The Punisher film, uh, the first one, not the uh, not the one with um, John Travolta, the other one. Uh, he was also obviously in Ragnarok. Uh, he was in Kill the Irishman. Uh, he was in the Divergent films. He was also in G.I. Joe. Uh, he voiced Gar Saxon on Star Wars Rebels and in the Clone Wars. He was in so many movies and TV shows. Uh, obviously, he was the uh, Frank Castle character in Warzone. Uh, he died uh, this week, uh, age 58, which just feels way too young to be going. Uh, rest in peace to both of them. But we're going to kick off with Gollum. Uh, one of the worst, or the worst now, rated game of 2023. Uh, I did see Skill Up did a, uh, a review of it. But I have been reading other outlets as well, like The Guardian. They call it deril- derivative and uninteresting. Uh, I wouldn't say it's broken. Have you guys seen the uh, the gameplays and the reviews and stuff for Gollum yet? I haven't seen anything for that game since since they first showed it. And I was like, at the first showing, I knew that game was going to be trash. But, you know, I, I don't really... I never look at reviews for games. It's either, it's either I'm interested in it or I'm not. But I, I have been hearing on social media that that game is probably the worst game to ever release in, yeah, in I, recent memory. Yeah, yeah I it got a, a 38 on Rotten. I think it was Rotten Tomatoes. Not Rotten Tomatoes, what was it called? Um, it's not Metacritic? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, it got 38, sorry, on Metacritic. Uh, for the PS5 version, the PC only got slightly better at 43. I know a lot of people are saying give them a don't, don't do not be too harsh on them, but the issue is is that they knew this game was was going to be terrible. The main plot of the game is you raising a bird as Gollum, and that, obviously the the movie the game is set 
before the events of the movie, the first one. So when uh, Frodo and that are Frodo and Sam are like uh, going towards Mordor, and then they bump into into Gollum. That is the the end of the game. So they're basically telling the story from the bit where he was captured up until he meets Frodo. Uh, but the game itself is incredibly weird. Like the whole point is you doing one task and then you take Gollum back to bed. He does like he he unlocks three levers and then goes to sleep, and that's one level. Like, what was the idea behind this? <laughs> yes. uh, Xbox and Nintendo reviews aren't even listed because fewer than seven people have reviewed it. The game was so apparently broken on both consoles that people couldn't be bothered to submit a review. I think there was like two on Xbox. <clears throat> that is really kind of strange considering, you know, you've got Xbox and PS5 are usually the two main reviews. They usually get pushed out of Meta Creek, and then you get PC usually coming in second or third. It's usually from reviewers, is console release, because that's what the majority of players are going to be playing it on. Obviously, they want to read releases or read reviews based on the console they're going to be playing it. Xbox didn't get any, hardly any at all. Um, Gollum is currently ranking dead last on Open Critic as well, the list of uh, eligible games. Uh, it's currently sitting 40, sitting at 213 with a score of 40. So that is the uh, the PC version as well. Uh, that got slightly worse than it did on Metacritic. This game is broken. Uh, Daedalic did respond, obviously, uh, to the uh, sort of outrage, uh, saying they deeply regret delivering an underwhelming game. Uh, I will read the uh, the statement from them uh, because it is kind of ridiculous. Uh, they had said, uh, we would like to apologise for the underwhelming experience. Many of you are had with the Lords of Gollum, or Lords of the Ring Gollum. Uh, upon its release, uh, we acknowledge and deeply regret the game did not meet expectations we set for ourselves or our dedicated community. Please accept our sincerest apologies. Disappointment is made, of course. Uh, Gold as a studio and as passionate the Lord of the Rings fans have always been to tell a compelling and immersive story of adventure, uh, crafting a story middle-earth as our playground has been the greatest honour and the biggest challenge we've had to face so far. We understand that the game's successful lives and the enjoyment and satisfaction of its players we generally value your feedback and have been actively listening to your voices, reading your comments and analysing the constructive criticism and suggestions you have provided. Our te- development team has been working diligently to address the bugs and technical issues. It's not the bugs and the technical issues which are the problem. The game does not resemble Lord of the Rings. It's Gollum raising a bird in prison, which he can then use to like commit tasks, and for some reason he can mind control people. When was that in J.R. Tolkien's work? They got them con- no, no. Exactly. I, I don't, I've never heard of that before, but it was just so random. The whole game was random. It made no sense. There wasn't so many bugs as it was. It was just really poorly made, and it made no sense. I don't understand the direction they were going with. I don't understand why they would even bother, to be honest. It just seems ultimately pointless waste of time. Um, but uh, moving on, though, because I don't know why they even made that game, to be honest. Uh, anyway, uh, Embracer, uh, a big company just took over Square Enix's shares of a lot of their IPs. Uh, a lot of the games they've released as of late, coming through Play On and stuff, have not gone very well. Uh, that obviously includes Saints Row, which has just had a massive reboot not too recently. Uh, I don't know what you guys have been playing this week. What have you, actually, before I forget, what have you been playing this week? Uh, Nightmare can go first, because you already know what my answer is going to be. Um, yeah. I have. 
platinumed Sonic Frontiers because after beating it, I was yeah. like, you know what? I didn't dislike this game enough, so I'm just gonna go do that. Um, so my first platinum, uh, and now I'm just playing Spider Man because I'm like, you know what? The second game's coming out soon. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta platinum this one now because I have nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, uh, I've, I've, I platinum uh, Spider Man. I've never beaten Sonic Frontiers. Mm. I did try. I know Callum did our review for that. Um, I did try and beat Sonic Frontiers, and it was just really difficult. And I, just, I had enough, and it was too much to do anyway. Uh, but this week, I know you've been playing Zelda most likely, but that's all I've been playing, man. Like I already got the plat. How was Nightmare saying it? I already got the platinum for Sonic Frontiers, <laughs> and I also have already got the platinum in both Spider-Man games. So, I mean, I just been, you know, I just been on uh been playing, you know, nothing but Tears of the Kingdom, man. I've been, I've been wanting to, you know, to dibble and dabble and then like other games. But yeah. Right now, man, I still got Dead Island Two on my plate. It's, it's, it's still there, looking at me as I play nothing but Zelda. But I'm, yeah. I'm gonna try to wrap this up in the next week or so. Uh, I've been uh, playing Everdream Valley on PC the last week. Uh, it's a very nicely charming. It reminds me a lot of the of uh, like Stardew Valley, but with more 3D model rather than pixel. Uh, yeah. I, I won't give my review on it. Let's just say it's not perfect. Uh, there is issues, severe issues with the camera, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a decent game. Uh, I've also I've got Miasma Chronicles waiting for me when I finish that one. And hopefully then I'll be jumping into AEW Fight Forever uh, this week. But there has been a lot of reviews. I know Callum's uh, doing Tartarus Key, which is coming out next week. He's just finished a review from 2K for Lego Drive, or Lego 2K Drive. Uh, That review should be dropping now, today, if you haven't read that already. Um, And a few other bits as well. We have got a lot of of reviews on our plate during this week. Uh, There is quite a lot to go through. Um, But speaking of Embracer... They have said their shares have nosedived this week uh, because they did have a $2 billion deal that was supposed to pass. Uh, but unfortunately, that has now failed. It has not, it's not gone through. Uh, they said on Tuesday night that a $2 billion partnership will not be going as head as planned. Uh, they own the rights to the Lord of the Rings franchise because they own Middle Earth Enterprises. Uh, but they also own Tomb Raider and Borderlands. Uh, said it had slashed its earnings forecast because of the deal's collapse. Uh, they were previously going to be valued at 13.6 billion uh, SEK. I can't remember what name that is. That's about 1.27 billion dollars uh, in adjusted earnings. They've had to lower that uh, to 9 billion. Uh, it's been a challenging year, they said, uh, adversely impacted by game delays. Uh, it's 843 million dollars, I should say. Uh, they said it's a challenging year, uh, adversely impacted by game delays, weak consumer demand, and lackluster reception for certain titles. That obviously includes Saints Row because that was meant to be their big game for last year and it was absolutely terrible. Uh, one of the worst games I think I've ever played. It was so boring. Late last night, though, he said we were informed that one major strategic partnership has been negotiated but several months will not materialise. Uh, the company elaborated negotiations have been taken far longer than originally anticipated considering we had verbal agreement already in October 2022. And the deal included more than two billion US dollars in contracted development revenue. The deal would have enabled a catch-up payment at closing for an already capitalized cost for a range of large budget games, also notably improved medium to long-term profit and cash flow predictability for a duration of the game development projects. 
it wasn't made clear who the partner was. Um, I will say I have heard that it might have been Sony who have been uh, looking to do more deals with Embracer because Embracer does have a lot of games. Uh, they also own a lot of publishers as well. Companies like THQ, Playon, used to be known as Coach Media. They obviously own the Lord of the Rings franchise, uh, several big titles. Uh, but it's, apparently that deal has now collapsed. I've heard it might have been Sony who have been trying to do that deal. I don't know whether that's true. Uh, because that is a pinch of salt, uh, but um, yeah, that is, from what I've heard, it was Sony was trying to, to give him two billion dollars. Going off, Sony don't have two billion. Going off for that Sony showcase, man, I wouldn't. I would say that, that, that that's not true. Because instead of coming out showing anything from Embracer Group, they came out just showing nothing but trash. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it seemed like we would have seen something from that from that deal if that was true. Well, they said that the 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 deal collapsed. The other party pulled out. For the last minute. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, we also got a little bit of news this week on GTA 6. Uh, there was Take Two CEO uh, Strauss Zelnick uh, went on a podcast this past week with the Good Times, a uh, Good Times show podcast, uh, where he talked mainly about his feet, fitness regime. Uh, but he mentioned the difficulties about Rockstar and Fraxis Face when they're trying to create new entities uh, for the popular series GTA and Civilization. He said there's a challenge that the folks at Rockstar face every time. There's a new iteration of GTA. It seems to be something you've never seen before. Or it needs to be something you've never seen before on the other, on one hand, but it needs to reflect the feeling you have about GTA. That's a big challenge for the team. The reason being they're having such a problem is obviously, as we said before, there is not the people there that made that series, that inspired that series. That was the, the mind behind the GTA series. They're all gone. So unfortunately, the people that reason they're having such a hard issue and trying to strike that balance is because the people aren't there anymore. I know that is a lot of a, a, a difficult pill for fans of the series to swallow. I don't like to hear that the game might not be as good as what they remember, but that is why they're having such a hard problem. I've never heard them come out and say before, we're having to strike a balance. We're having to make the game as good as possible. Like, they just do it. Rockstar, known as one of the most creative studios in the industry, for them to say we're having problems <laughs> with creating this game screams to me that something's wrong there because they've never come out and said that once in like not that. only that not only that maybe you gotta you also gotta look into it like there's nuance in that like this is this is a grand theft auto 2 or grand theft auto 3 this is grand theft auto 6 so most of the crazy over the top stuff that, stuff that they've been doing inside these games whether it's like waterboarding people or getting prostitutes or going to strip clubs or getting eaten by sharks, all that stuff has been done already. So, I mean, I can't imagine that they can keep milking this franchise for too much longer. Uh, I mean, I have obviously heard that you can um, sleep with strippers now, not just... I mean, you could in GTA That's what they saying. That's what they say, and I, I don't know how much I believe that, just because there's always leaks and stuff, and I know that, like, we did see some Grand Theft Auto 6 leaks because the code did leak last year, but... Yeah. I'd have to see that to, to believe, like especially like nowadays. I don't even think Rockstar Games is even that ballsy to include some stuff like that. No, I think uh, the game would probably be shelved if uh, if if they went over the top like they've done in previous iterations. The laws have changed, people's yeah. tastes changed in a large part. Um, but I don't think that they would get away with a lot of the stuff they have done in the past. Uh, they almost got canned for GTA Five because of that waterboarding scene. That almost got pulled. 
Not oh. only that, like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas had the hot coffee cheat code to when you could go yeah. into TJ's girlfriend's apartment and see them having PS2 graphical sex, and that was yeah. all over that, the news. That was like, in the original game as well when they shipped it. But then they, they took it out to, and, and put to, that in for like a cheat code. They had to cease for trading. I know there are yeah. still copies out there. Uh, there is still copies out there of that mod. Because uh, it was originally in the game, and I think they shipped like a thousand copies, and then they got screwed for it, and people were telling them to get rid of it. So they had to cease of that disc, remove it, and then ship it again. Yeah, uh, that was I, all over the news. Copies out there still containing that that hot coffee mission. There are versions out there for the PS2. Somewhere. If you have one, that is going to be extremely rare. Hold on to it, because yeah, it's going to be worth quite a lot of money one day. Rockstar obviously in a difficult position when it comes to creating something you've never seen before. Zelda did constantly stress this in the interview. He said that Take Two adopts our hits like they're part of us. We take it personally if people screw around them. It's not okay if creators make a choice that is inconsistent with how we think these hits should be developed. He also said that the uh, I, I suppose we'll find out how Rocks how we navigate these dueling demands. Uh, your guess is as good as mine, though, if what they actually do with it. I don't think that GTA 6 is going to be as good in their story as uh, as GTA 5 was. Uh, GTA 5, I think, was it runner-up when it released in 2013, or did it win Game of the Year? I can't remember. I don't even know. It, it might have won Game of the Year, because it came out in 2013, and I can't remember if, if any big titles launched alongside that. No. Uh. Hold on a minute. Let me see. So I know the Game Awards haven't been around for a lot for a very long time. But the Game Awards was out then, I think. Either that or like it may have been Spike. But I think Spike, because remember, the, like the Game Awards spawned from 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 Spike's VGAs. Yeah. Uh, I think Zelda linked to Twin Worlds one game of the year that year. That's crazy. Yeah. Over especially GTA like if you look, well, especially shocking. like if you look and see how big GTA Five is now, like who like. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's wild. I, I, I would not have put that game above GTA, to be honest. Uh, that would not have been a game that I, I would have uh, I would have said would have been game of the year. Um, but BAFTA had a different approach. <laughs> they said The Last of Us, the original, uh, was game of the year that year. GTA has never won a game of the year, by the looks of it. Considering the narrative story that was GTA 5, I am a bit surprised that it never came up anywhere. Uh, they haven't won yeah. it. Uh, but, uh, moving on though, before we jump to deals of the week, The Last of Us multiplayer is apparently facing setbacks. It has been delayed. I know this was going to be a big thing for The Last of Us multiplayer. We're going to keep the series going. Uh, but Naughty Dog has said that they are working on a brand new single player experience for PlayStation. Uh, originally reported by Bloomberg, uh, the quality and long-term viability of The Last of Us multiplayer game has come into question. Uh, sources have claimed a small group remains on the project while the company is reevaluating the direction of the studio. Uh, Bloomberg notes the game has not been cancelled, but many developers that were working on the project have been moved elsewhere. Uh, in addition, uh, Bloomberg, uh, Naughty Dog uh, requested Bloomberg uh, to uh, to remove part of the article. And he wanted to speak about some stuff that they originally reported on. Uh, in addition to apologising, it wasn't ready to show off the last multiplayer game. Uh, the project needs a bit more time. Naughty Dog also confirmed it's hard at work on brand new single player experience, wherever that is. Uh, they took to Twitter to share the update um, this past week. Uh, it was expected to make an appearance at the latest PlayStation showcase. Obviously, that did not happen. Uh, Naughty Dog confirmed the team released the best thing for the game, or realised the best thing for the game, 
is to give it more time before it's shown off to the world. Uh, I don't know what exactly they have to do because it is a multiplayer game set in the last of universe. Uh, it sounds a lot to me though, as well, like they're trying to or mimic Daisy. Did you uh, did lot. you hear any of that news? So that was more to that to that to that news story, and it was that Bungie, which is now uh, owned by PlayStation. Yeah, they came. They went to Naughty Dog Studios, and they're the reason why the game got delayed because they told them that whatever the, I guess whatever that they're working on is going to be games as a service. And Bungie yeah. went over there, looked at it, and told them that it wasn't up to par. But but what's so bad about it being not really delayed, but just being pushed back, and them having having to take more time to develop Factions Two is that Factions Two had already been leaked. Like there was leaked footage of it shows like showcasing them playing on a remastered map from Factions One, which was like the lakeside map. Yeah. So everybody assumed that it was gonna be just a remaster or just a reimagining of Factions One and they was gonna add new guns, new maps, new, you know, just just new everything and just overhaul it. But if you remember not last year, twenty twenty two, I think it was uh, outbreak day, or it, it may have been a summer games fest. When they came out and when they showed the little, you remember when they went on, they went on the stage and he had like showcased some, um, some, some like concept art and he said we don't have anything to show you for this year, but next year, which would have been 2023, he said we're gonna have a lot of news and we we're gonna have big news coming from factions too. And now we're in 2023, and now they're pushing it back because of Bungie. I don't really like yeah. the sound of that just because factions is is not gonna have any is 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 gonna be nothing like Destiny. Which is what Bungie makes, or anything like the game as a service, which is what Bungie makes. I don't like well, that because I've actually got a new story on that. And the reason the Bungie's yeah. getting involved is because PlayStation have given them the authority to oversee all of their lives. And that's trash to me because if you look at Bungie as a whole, the people who play Destiny aren't even happy with happy with what Bungie is doing within that community. So I don't even know why they even have the power to go in and look at somebody's game and see what they're working on and push it back. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Bungie, Bungie is basically taking over Sony's live service management. Um, all the games that are being exclusively produced as a live service game for PlayStation has to go through Bungie's team, and they have to decide if the game is good enough, uh, which doesn't make any sense. Why would you need another studio to vet one of your other studios? Why would you one of your that? marquee studios? This isn't this isn't like a small yeah. studio. This is Naughty Dog. You know, you see yeah. what I mean? So yeah. A studio that has a, a substantial pedigree uh, in game development. Obviously, Sony does not have a lot of studios that are experienced in live service games. Naughty Dog is not a live service studio. They make narrative RPG open world games. But Bungie, as far as like Destiny goes, they have released some good content. Their new Final Stand uh, content update that just released this past week with the Ghost of the Deep Dungeon. Um, with uh, Nathan Fillion, who has returned to uh, Destiny, uh, he's taking over Cade Six role, or reprising his role as Cade Six. Um, that game is, has had a lot of uh, a lot of positive feedback, as far as I've been able to tell. It's got a lot of positive and it's got a lot of negative feedback over over the years, which is why I said the community as a whole, because I've got over five thousand hours within Destiny One and Two. I put in a massive amount of time within that game, and I was knee deep into the community of that game. A lot of people are not happy with the direction of what Bungie has been doing recently, especially since I don't want to get too deep into it. But remember when Destiny 1 was out and they was underneath Activision and then they finally got away from Activision. People thought stuff would change, but we still get the same old uh, Bungie or same old Destiny tropes, which you get reskinned weapons of the same weapons that came from different seasons. 
and different and different um content drops. But that's a whole other conversation, man. I, I don't really want to I mean, get they, too deep they into also it. Have, they've also announced Marathon, uh, which looks like a mix of Call of Duty and, and Destiny. I don't understand what that game is about, supposed, to be honest. It's supposed to be some kind of heist game. That's what they were saying. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's got similar, like, movement mechanics and stuff, and then, like, supernatural stuff you'd see in Destiny, but mixed in with, like, live service three-on-three bank heists. Like... I don't understand the game, to be honest. I mean, we've only seen a little bit. I haven't been able to find out anything else. They've been very cagey with what, they're, what they've put out. They won't tell anybody anything about what Marathon actually is. It will obviously be live service, which known Bungie will probably mean really dodgy server access, uh, repeated skins and season passes. Uh, but they haven't released anything else. And I know that they are working on a Destiny 3. That will be coming within the next couple of years. I don't know what that even is at the moment. They haven't released any details about what Destiny 3 will even do, even if it's any different to Destiny 2. Obviously, a lot of the uh, the content that Destiny 1 had kind of disappeared when they released Destiny 2, and I know a lot of people may be uh, a little bit unhappy if they get their accounts wiped and all the progress they've made during Destiny 2 when that, when that third game does come. But I'm interested to see what they actually produce because I do think they need to they need to change things up a bit. It's getting a bit safe. Yeah. They have obviously announced that Naughty Dog is working on their next game. They didn't go as far to confirm whether it was Last of Us Part 3 or something completely different. Uh, however, they have been to note, they fans of it should be happy to note, there is an outline for the next chapter in The Last of Us, but it isn't being made yet. So the script has been written but the game is not in development. Uh, we don't know a lot about the multiplayer game either. Uh, they did share some concept art uh, this year. Uh, they said the project is shaping up to be a new, fresh experience, uh, but is one rooted in their passion for delivering in stories, characters, and gameplay. Uh, they also said we would learn more about the game this year, but it makes no mention on what that plan be- on that plan being changed. Um, I do have some points of note for the PlayStation Showcase. I will get that into that straight after we go to the deals of the week. Uh, regarding Wolverine, for a start, as the reason that was not shown, even though it was promised. I know I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that Wolverine will be one of the games that will be shown. Uh, I have had confirmation of the reason why it was not. Uh, also, uh, we've also heard mention of uh, some other games that were supposed to be at the PlayStation Showcase, but wasn't, and we don't know why they weren't. Uh, I will touch on that uh, just after and jump through deals of the week. But before we do, I want to quickly touch on the Microsoft CMA appeal. Microsoft this week has filed the appeal grounds, uh, or their appeal statement, with regards to the uh, CMA blocking their acquisition. Uh, they said they overestimated the role of cloud streaming, and the decision was flawed for multiple reasons. Microsoft officially lodged their appeal earlier this week, and they have released a summary of application document, uh, which was posted on the Competition Appeal Tribunal's website. Uh, it gives them five points, after which Microsoft believes the CMA's decision should be challenged. They didn't note, however, that the CMA's decision was purely hypotheticals. It was all possibly a maybes. Uh, but the statement they gave was that the CMA made errors in Microsoft's position in cloud gaming services, which is accurate, they did, uh, failing to take account of constraints from native gaming. Uh, the CMA failed to take account of three long-term commercial agreements, Microsoft had entered into with cloud gaming providers, that being NVIDIA, 
Boosteroid and Mware. All of those are still ongoing. Uh, Boosteroid is set to get the entire uh, Call of Duty series via cloud streaming. Uh, the CMA's claim that Activision would have made its games available on cloud service without the merger was a rational and right at procedurally unfair manner. Uh, basically, the CMA was trying to claim that Activision would put the games on the, on cloud service regardless, so it didn't matter if Microsoft fault them. Uh, that is completely nonsense, because putting games on cloud services costs money, uh, which if they were to put it on without Microsoft's help, they would not be able to do, because Microsoft, in a lot of cases, as a company, we're not talking about Xbox here, but as Microsoft, they own a lot of the cloud streaming services because they've invested heavily into it. Microsoft would not put those games on cloud service without financial reward back. And also, they want to be able to control that market because of the fact that they have put so much money into it. They're not just going to take money out of their pocket for no reason. Uh, the CMOs claim that Microsoft would have the ability and incentive to foreclose rival cloud gaming services by withholding access to Activision games as unlawful. Uh, Microsoft would have no ability to foreclose on gaming services. Uh, well, a lot of the services like NVIDIA and Boosteroid do not require Call of Duty games to run. They make their money from one selling either parts in the case of NVIDIA, which are labels for like GeForce Now, so players can access that service. They make their money mainly from hardware. And in Boosteroid's case, they play a lot of live service games that are not Call of Duty. They have a lot of indie titles on there. There is a, a they don't need it. They're they're still a profitable company. Uh, the CMA's decision was a breach of its common law duty of fairness and its own remedies guidance because they offered no remedies to fix that acquisition. They just point blank blocked it. Uh, Microsoft corporate vice president and deputy general counsel Rima Ali said the uh, CMA's decision is flawed. Uh, includes its overestimation of the role of cloud gaming in the market, uh, and as well as our position, as well as its unwillingness to consider solutions that will receive overwhelming industry and public support. Uh, we are confident in the strength of our role and the binding commitment we have made to increase competition and for players. Uh, the EU Commission uh, obviously approved the deal. They did speak and uh, refuted a lot of the stuff the CMA had previously said. Uh, it said the EMA, CMA is standing firm, however, they disagreed with their ruling. Uh, the CMA has argued that Microsoft's proposal would allow Microsoft to set the terms and conditions of the market for the next 10 years. Whether you believe this is true or not is a line of the argument that CMA is going to stick with, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, Activision Blizzard executive Luna Chamber survey uh, was content with the EU's decision, uh, but Chamber was frustrated with CMA, saying that the EU approved our merger. Uh, they offered remedies in order to ensure robust competition controls. Uh, the EU has been proven to be pragmatic, unbiased and fact-driven, whereas the UK has not. Uh, obviously, that argument with the CMA coming out a few weeks ago on Twitter, uh, arguing the reason they did so uh, and disagreed with the EU, was based on the fact that they believed that Microsoft would somehow harm the UK market, which is complete and utter nonsense. Uh, your thoughts, though, before we jump to deals of the week, Rick. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't really have any thoughts on it. It's one of those situations that I just don't know all that much about or, like, really anything with, like, the whole... I don't even know how to describe this. I just don't know enough about it, really. That's fair enough. Fair enough. 
I, I will say before we uh, jump the deals that I do think this appeal is going to go through. Uh, Microsoft has a very strong case uh, to get the appeal overturned. Uh, it does not come back to the CMA. Uh, they can reverse the decision through the court, and I don't want to hear anybody else from outside country telling saying that you they understand the UK legal system better than we do. It's just ridiculous argument. Yeah, hopefully they do get it appealed, or and then it goes through because I'm I'm tired of, I'm tired of hearing about it. Yeah, well, the, the whole thing, the whole reason this is will happen, basically, when Microsoft, if Microsoft win their appeal, then the CMA's decision is overturned. Yeah, that's it. That is it. They don't have to offer remedies. They can't say no, you can't have it, or yes, you can. They have to say this is how we will accept this deal. Appear appear to these Microsoft sign off on it. Deal done. If they win their appeal. That will be something that happens within the next. They are saying they're going to expedite, and it should take maybe about nine months, maybe quicker. Activision's trying to get it done quicker. Usually, when you go through these cases, are about two years because you have to go through discovery, and that can take up to eight, right, six months. But they're not doing that right now. They're trying to push this through a lot quicker, so they're saying nine months. But Activision wants it done sooner than that, maybe about four and a half. So we'll see. Hopefully by uh, Christmas. This uh, this deal will be finished and we can move on. <laughs> okay, man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, time for deals of the week. Roll the thing. It's the Talking Games podcast. You can get Divinity uh, Original Sin Soul Saga right now on Steam until the 29th of May for fourteen pounds sixty eight. Uh, Lost Judgment right now on Zatu. On PS4, Xbox One, and Series X, right now is only £12.69 with £1.49 delivery. That is £14.18p. Uh, next day delivery is 50p extra, uh, but the £1.99 is the cheapest. Uh, far, uh, loan sales switch on download is £2.69 right now on the Nintendo eShop. That is 80% off. It is a rather decent game. Uh, it's not amazing, but it is rather good. Uh, you can get that for just £2.69. Uh, Control Ultimate Edition right now in the Xbox Store is £8.74. Uh, you can find that with all previously released expansions. Uh, like a Dragon Ishim right now on Xbox and PS4. Uh, that is the Xbox series, by the way. Uh, it's £25.95 on Xbox, £24.95 on PlayStation at the game collection with free shipping. Uh, you can also find a variety map uh, for Call of Duty 4 right now until the 28th. Uh, that is available for Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. That is free right now in the Xbox Store. Uh, Mortals Phoenix Rising right now. Amazon deals. Uh, that is £5.95. Uh, Goat Simulator 3, the pre-order edition at Smith's Toy Superstore uh, on PS5 is right now is £12.99. Monster Hunter Rise and Sunbreak PC download right now on Steam via Shop 2 uh, is £24.85. Uh, that's a little bit cheaper than CD keys. That game, I think, is a couple of pounds more on CD keys, but you can get it at Shop 2 for $24.85. Rayman 3, Hoodlum Havoc, and Rayman 2, The Great Escape, and Rayman Forever right now on GOG is just £1.9p each. You can grab that this week. That deal is expiring on the 31st of May. Uh, Marks of the Xbox One Control and Robot White right now discount at Hughes is £33.99 delivery. You can get that with a controller for £37.60. That is the official one, usually about £50, because the Xbox One controller is still compatible with the Xbox series. But you can get that right now for £37.60. Uh, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope Gold Edition right now on Nintendo Switch. Uh, right now at game, 
uh, is forty four percent off. It's down to twenty four ninety eight. Uh, if you are in the US or anywhere not in the UK, you will need a VPN for all of these deals. Uh, however, uh, all these deals are tightly correct at the time of production. Uh, last but not least, though, you can get a Planet Coaster console edition right now. Uh, that deal is expiring on the 7th of June, so you have some time. But right now on PS4 and 5, it is £9.99. There is a discount if you are subscribed to PlayStation Plus. They're not £2 off. Uh, you can bring the game down to £7.99. Uh, and that is all for your deal for the week. Ah, it's time for the PlayStation Showcase, gentlemen. Um, before we do, obviously before the, uh, the deals, we were speaking about Microsoft. Uh, PlayStation is about to screw themselves. Um, uh, massively, uh, because they have said they are going to be moving into cloud games, which completely <laughs> it's stupid timing. But they, they they said they're going to make aggressive plans to move into cloud gaming, which will basically make their whole argument against Microsoft moot. This doesn't make any sense. Uh, Jim Ryan is teasing an interesting take on the feature. Uh, he said they're doing a business call on Tuesday. They are going over the course of the coming months their plans to move into cloud streaming. They obviously had cloud streaming previously with PlayStation. Now, that did not go very well because nobody used it. Uh, the service was terrible. But apparently, there's no ability to stream PlayStation games to mobile. Uh, they are launching their new uh, <coughs> their new handheld, which will uh, be able to stream from PlayStation consoles to this handheld via Wi-Fi. Uh, I don't know how that would work, essentially. But uh, they are saying they're going to be releasing that very soon. The price is a little bit eye-watering. Uh, I think it's around £300. Uh, for that new handheld, which is about the environment of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, but the uh, PlayStation Showcase. Uh, I will tell you what was in the showcase. We do have an article right now on the website with everything that was announced. 33 games in the, and bits uh, in total. Uh, the main one was obviously Spider-Man 2. We got an extended look at the gameplay. Uh, obviously the announcement of Ghost Runner 2, uh, which was one of our top games of last year. Uh, and obviously Metal Gear Solid Delta, the remake, Snake Eater, there's a teaser trailer for that. A little bit on Assassin's Creed Mirage. But a lot of the games they were showing, they don't know. There was a lot there that they did not even know. It's not first party, it's third party. Uh, I will touch on what Mark's, Mark's a thread shade of. But your thoughts on this PlayStation Showcase? There's a lot of CGI and no gameplay. A lot yeah. of... Uh... A lot of, lot of third party stuff that again, you know, you just not touched on Xbox winning and, uh, do some shade. Said all those games basically are coming to Xbox as well. So, yeah, 16 I mean, games out of the, the I first think it was party showing. The first party showing. The first party showing was, was, was abysmal. Even, I mean, you could say, yeah, you know, Haven was there, Bungie was there, Insomniac was there. But I mean, the, again, all that was TBI. For, for like new IPs, even with the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, that that wasn't as good as what it could have been because I played Metal Gear Solid, you played Metal Gear Solid, I'm pretty sure Nightmare probably has played Metal Gear Solid before, so I mean, for me to see a CGI trailer for a game that should have had gameplay, yeah. I don't see how anybody was, was great in this showcase, anything above a 5 out of 10. Yeah, I wouldn't even give it that, to be honest. There was a lot of the indie titles. Some of the indie titles are very nice looking. There was a lot of live service. Uh, the PlayStation has been expanding in. They had, they obviously are publishing uh, Jay Raymond's Haven Studio Fair Games. That is going to be a PlayStation game. I don't understand the point of having a live service game that is only available on PlayStation consoles. 
you're cutting half, you're cutting half your audience. I'm willing to bet that there's gonna be PlayStation and PC. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot of them. They're not on Xbox. Put it that way. And I, I know that Xbox players are like, oh, we don't have any games. But live service games in general do better on Xbox, whereas games that PlayStation invest in or Sony invest in, like Call of Duty, uh, Destiny, those games do better on PlayStation. Xbox still have an audience. To cut those games out of Xbox does not signal to me that those games are uh, are of the highest priority for them. I don't think they're, they're really taking it into account. That I mean, for example, they had one release for uh, Sierra Squad, which is coming to PSVR 2. Uh, Crossfire is on Game Pass. More people play that game on Xbox. Why would you release the sequel that's going to be a PlayStation exclusive? I think that's the only. Oh. I think that's a VR only game though. Also, Crossfire. Yeah. I, I don't really got any faith in that game just because Crossfire X was was also trash. I mean. Yeah. More people playing that game though on on Xbox. Why release a VR version that is only available on PSVR two? Even then, they could have released it on on MetaQuest. Uh, they could have released it on Pico four. You could have released it on Steam VR. But it's a PlayStation only game. Need them system sellers, man. They're going to expand into the, the library on PlayStation exclusive titles, but. I mean, there were a couple of games that I found interesting. Uh, I'll give you a couple of them. Um, the fact that also they're bringing Tower of Fantasy to PlayStation uh, after that game has been out on PC and mobile for like the last two years. Really great game, but I, I it feels a little bit like a natural fit. But I wouldn't say it's a sort of game you should really just be bringing to PlayStation. I mean, it's on PS4, and PS4 at this point is a broken console for the fans. My ones just started breaking down. I don't understand what's going on with it. Uh, what is your thoughts on the uh, on the showcase, Mike? Mate? Um, I thought that it was a lot of games I just don't really care about. It was a lot of random third party games that I'm just like, I will never pay for this. Um, my one of my personal favorites that wasn't Spider Man Two was a uh, FNAF Help Wanted Two because no one expected that. Or actually needed it, but I think it's interesting. Um, but yeah, there just wasn't a lot that I think was really something that people wanted to see. I was waiting for Last of Us Part Three. I was yeah. like, please, Last of Us Part Three. Yeah, they were well, Last of Us multiplayer technically. No, <laughs> I think Nightmare's talking about the single player joints. Yeah, I, I, I'm waiting for a third last of us. <laughs> you, mean, you ain't getting that until 2027, 2028, my boy. I can't, I can't yeah, wait long, that long. Yeah, long time, long time to wait on that one. Yeah, because they got a new IP right now. They're working on a sci-fi game, so. Yeah, I can't wait that long. <laughs> I, I'm a GTA player, dude. I've been waiting 10 years for another Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> that game's not coming out till at least the end of next year. Yeah, I've stopped playing the same crap. Um, but yeah, there was there was a few games I was interested in. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them are going to be on PS5 only. So I'm not going to get to play. And there's um, Tower of Agabasta. Uh That game looks very very interesting. It's been inspired by Breath of the Wild. Uh, the developers pointed that game immediately. It's like a open world um, world builder essentially. You create new life, you build trees, you can change your rock formations and build your own villages and stuff like that, whilst doing battles and things like that. 
it, it looks amazing. Uh, I did enjoy looking at that trailer. There was a lot of indie titles I do not care about. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised, obviously, as I said, Tower of Fantasy is coming to PlayStation console only. That sucks. Um, Arizona Sunshine 2. I've wanted that game since playing the original, and I'm gutted with the PlayStation 5 only. That bugged me. Uh, but you're not, I'm not going to get to play it, because the game is hilarious. Did you watch that trailer? That's... You better get you... Man, you better go get a PS5. What you talking about? Man, I, I need to play this. I, yeah, but the thing is with, with this game is that I have to spend £1,000 before I can play one game. Because I'd have to buy a PS5 and then a PSVR 2. And the prices alone are like £500 each, so... Man, you better go tell Callum to give you his PS5. Callum, Callum, Callum doesn't use his PS5 anyway. No, he can give it to I me. He's only on a PC. Or yeah. Steam Deck. And he plays most, he's a Steam Deck. Yeah, give me your, give me your PS5, Callum. But there's only <laughs> Sunshine 2. It's hilarious. Like, there's a you. You basically play this like cowboy in the in the middle of Arizona. We've got a little German Shepherd called Buddy, and like you could do stuff like like cut the arms off zombies and then slap them with it. And he just there's a video of you just beating them with their own arm. It's hilarious. You can throw things like shove grenades in their mouth and their heads explode. Like that sort of stuff. You have flamethrowers. You can like cut the legs off and then you watch as they as they start stumbling towards you. Like you can torture zombies. The game's hilarious. I want that on other consoles, though, because I do not think it's fair that it's just only a PSVR 2 game. At least bring it to play PS5, not just on VR. It needs to be a first-person title, to be honest. Uh, I was dying laughing watching that. Uh, Synapse is uh, another one that I was quite interested in. Uh, includes David Hayter, who previously Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Jennifer Hale, who played the, uh, the female Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. She's in this game. It's weird... Uh, I can't, there's a game that it reminds me of, I cannot remember what it's called, um, like a sci-fi Tron-ish, you basically go into a, into a terrorist mind, you basically plug into their brain, and you have to battle their brain's defences and stuff, it's weird, it's a strange game, but it looks awesome, it really does, the graphics are very, very nice, but other than that, a lot of the titles that we were showing, show, were a lot of indie titles, I've never heard of. I don't even know half the studios. A lot of live service games as well, like uh, Hell Divers Two. I know that's from uh, Arrowhead. That looks interesting, uh, but it's a co-op action shooter. So you need other people to play with. However, there wasn't a lot there else. <laughs> to be honest, Dragon's Dogma Two. Everyone was saying, "Oh, it's going to be your PlayStation." You should have seen their expressions, Callum, when I said, to, uh, Callum, bam, when I said to him, it's actually it's on Xbox as well." You know. They yeah. they put they like everybody thinks he's get like PlayStation has this thing when they do showcases they try to claim it's only on Xbox every announcement comes to Xbox they don't but that's a good thing but that's what I like about what PlayStation does with it, you know whenever they do their marketing like I wish Xbox would do it but Xbox and Phil Spencer they're too busy trying to be nice and trying to be Mr Nice Guy anytime you see PlayStation market a game even if it's third party you think that game is only on PlayStation and that's and, and guess what happens? The casuals run out. They talk to their friends. Oh, yeah, man, it's Dragon Ball 2 coming out on PlayStation, man. It's only on PlayStation. Because casuals, they're not going to be listening to podcasts. They're not going on YouTube to do they do um, to do to any type of background work. They're just going to see it on TV, see it on YouTube video, and then that's it. And that's what I like about what you know the things that they do. I wish I wish Phil Spencer would do more stuff like that, but I don't I don't see yeah, him doing anything. Be a anything. little bit sneaky. Be a little bit treacherous with it. 
Oh, no, I think sneaky, man. Right. Just, just, just wrap up your marketing, man, because good marketing will sell. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of games that I was a little bit surprised about. Tear Down was one. Uh, the game was out on PC. I didn't know that initially uh, when I first saw the trailer. I'd never heard of it before. Um, so I haven't been on PC in a long time. The first time in about 15 years I've had a game on PC worth anything. But it reminded me a lot of Minecraft Destruction Mods. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, it's a, it's a Minecraft clone. Foam Stars, though, is a game, I swear to God, they've lifted straight out of Nintendo. It's come from Square Enix. I will not take any, like, any arguments that this is going to be something brand new. This is Splatoon, okay? <laughs> it's Splatoon with fun. There is no chance that Nintendo will let this lie. I guarantee it, I will put my fucking, I'm sorry, I'll put my hundred pounds down right now. Nintendo will sue Square Enix at some point in the near future when this game releases and they catch wind of it. I don't think that that, that they will hold up in court though. That would probably be like PUBG trying to sue Fortnite back when all that stuff happened. Because yeah, but because... It's, it's it's exactly the same. It's exact. It's even the same gameplay, fam. Exactly the same. I'll give you an example. It's online multiplayer. You create slippery surfaces to slip up your opponents. You build mm-hmm. terrain by shooting stuff, right? So you build up high levels and vantage points. Mm-hmm. So foam up the opponent, so you basically shoot them with foam to kill. That That's actually, a new mechanic, though. That's not in Splatoon. What? They're shooting them. The 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 more foam you shoot, and then you can climb on top of your um, uh, you can climb on top of your phone. That's not in Splatoon. I yeah, play Splatoon. It, it screams. I mean, that's yeah, a little bit different but this screen even like straight away everybody i spoke to has seen this trailer and i've shown oh, yeah. everyone has said that is that is splatoon it's definitely a splatoon ripoff but again like that's the reason why it's a like, oh, versus fortnite thing i don't think that that would ever hold up in court yeah i i, I would disagree but i still think nintendo will go for it though. i still think they will try their best because even Enix does not have a lot of money anymore and Nintendo are starting to make turn billions out of these movies and stuff. So they have the funding to do so if they wanted to really hammer home the point that they own this license. And you know what Nintendo are like. They're incredibly... Oh, yeah. They could try, but I mean, again, like, I don't know if they even go after Square Enix because this isn't PlayStation. This is Square Enix. And Nintendo yeah. has a pretty good relationship with uh, Square Enix as well. So I just don't see this ever going to court or even holding up in court. I, I still think this is a this is a bit of a knob. It's mode. a rip off. It's yeah. a rip off for sure. But yeah, there's a lot of games there that did remind me. I mean, I am happy about Ghost Runner two from Five Hundred Five. We did play the original. That game is phenomenal. Um, I'm a little bit surprised though they haven't included a lot. Like uh, Slipgate Ironworks is not involved in the development of the sequel. All In isn't involved in the development of the sequel. Uh, this time around, it's only one more level who's developing the whole game. Uh, however, the uh, the 2020 Ghost Runner was a f- amazing game. That will also be on Steam and Xbox, not just PS5. Uh, there is uh, more information on the website uh, for available if you want to go check out the uh, our coverage uh, of what we've been sent from 505 regarding information. Alan Wake from Remedy uh, and Epic Games is another third party. Uh, that's going to have a hard time trying to compete against Alone in the Dark. Because there was a THQ showcase earlier this week uh, as well uh, regarding uh, their new upcoming game. 
uh, included um, David Harbour from Stranger Things. He's going to be a lead character in that game. Uh, there is a free prologue out for that right now. Uh, if you're interested in going and check out more Alone in the Dark. But Alan Wake 2 finally coming. That will also be on the Xbox. So I don't understand the point of that. We obviously got Final Fantasy 16 Salvation gameplay. I did not release a lot other than a few bits of that story. You can help you basically piece it together a bit more. I've been hearing that uh, Final Fantasy 16 though, will be the best told. Uh, a complete revamp, a complete change uh, for the Final Fantasy series, but apparently will be the best story of any Final Fantasy game, which is interesting. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Final Fantasy 9, so we'll see. But your thoughts look the nightmare. Oh, no, I, I could not care less about Final Fantasy. I think it's <laughs> horrible. It is one of those game franchises that they're just like, okay, they we did it good once, so now we're just going to milk it so hard that you just have two billion games about it. And I'm just like, how does this game franchise have fans? Well, I, I was a big fan of 7, 8, and 9. I played 7, 8, and 9, the originals, when they released on the PS1, and I thought they were phenomenal. I did go back and play the original games. They weren't as good, the 1 to 6. Uh, there is obviously a pixel version on PlayStation and Switch. But after 9, it really started a dip in quality. And it's been doing that for a long time. Um, I'm hoping that when they do release 16, it will kind of bring the series back. The 7, 8, and 9 are great stories. Have you never played any of those three, though, is my question. I have not. Okay, so Final Fantasy VII, basically, there is a remake out right now if you haven't heard about it. Um, but you play a, a terrorist, essentially, going against Shinra, who's like a, a Japanese corporation that now owns the world. Um, essentially, and and, and they, they if, if the whole world is like full of mist, which creates creatures out of it, and they control and they have like a like cities that they build to keep people safe, but they also then it's like becomes like a bit of a dictatorship, like a, a tyranny or a tyranny government, um, and you you basically go against this currently try and bring them down uh, to help obviously the people that are at the bottom of the run who are completely poor rise up a little bit and get and have more freedoms because they literally have none. Uh, eight's a little bit weird and you become a... You're going against Shinra again, but you are a student. So you're like a, a wizard shooter and who has a massive magic sword and stuff. Um, and obviously you have control of like giant monsters and they're like gods, essentially. You can ask them for help and they'll come down and help you. It's a, it's a great game. Final Fantasy IX, though, without a doubt, is my favourite Final Fantasy because it is so ridiculously weird. Like, you have a, a a wizard magic puppet called Vivi who helps you, and he's like a little boy, but he's, like, extremely powerful, and he does it like that. The whole point of it is trying to save his life because eventually he'll just stop working because he's he's been... It's a limited magic that's keeping him alive, but he's the only boy like the only child puppet they've ever made. And it was weird why he was... Yeah. I, I suggest going and playing Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9 are like the best. Final Fantasy 16, I haven't played it yet. I know some people have. I've been trying to get a copy from Square for ages, but I've been told that it's, it's one of the best narrative games out there ever. Uh, for Final Fantasy series anyway. It's going to completely revamp the whole series. So I'm hoping it does. It does that series, that franchise definitely needs a, a reboot of sorts because it has got rather stale. 
Uh, we also got, obviously, the remake for Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, now being called Metal Gear Solid Delta. Uh, that game will be coming very soon. It also comes with a, uh, the announcement also included the uh, collection, Master, uh, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1. That's the first three games in the series. Uh, that will be coming to PS5 at some point in the autumn. And obviously it ended with Spider-Man 2 gameplay, uh, which uh, some people were a bit confused about how Venom fitted in. Uh, but essentially, Peter is imbued with, uh, is wearing Venom, and he's changing. Uh, and Wait, they did also some people, did some people not know suit. that that was the symbiote suit? Yeah, symbiote suit, but he is essentially Venom. So he I, wears the Venom comes out of him. It's like I know, but did the, some people not know that? Sorry, go. Did people not know that? Apparently not. I thought that that was like common Spider-Man knowledge. There's a lot of people that don't know this, and the re- they're saying, "Oh, well, where's Venom? Well, why is Venom not in this trailer? He's supposed to be a big antagonist. He's not the antagonist, technically. He's more like a bit character because this is is based off the Spider-Man three original film, like the early two thousands, where Peter oh, essentially takes over the, becomes Venom with a symbiote suit, and like Venom comes out of him. People did not know that." <laughs> It's like I have well, to, I have to, I have to tell people that because a lot of people are like, "Where's Venom in this trailer?" I don't think that's based off the film. I think that's just a part from the film and the comics. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's if people if a lot of people haven't read the comics is what I'm saying. A lot of people will have seen the movies and the cartoons and stuff on TV. If you don't know what it is, go watch Spider-Man Three, the original one with Tobey Maguire. Uh, that will give you an idea of what what the game is essentially. Portraying Venom as, or as Peter as. That's where it's come from, essentially. Uh, as if you don't know that. The, the, the movie is also based mostly, closely off the comics as well. But if you're looking for a, a simpler explanation, because there is a lot that that comic book series stretches on quite a bit into that story. But the movie sort of compiles it. So if you want a, a brief synopsis, go watch the film. Uh, we've also got news that, uh, Craven the Hunter, uh, will be the main antagonist in this game. He's going to be taking or trying to take over the city, uh, which is a uh, is not a bad idea. It's a it's a new villain to the series. We haven't seen him in the books or the uh, well not the books the the movies or any previous Spider-Man games. Uh, so it's an interesting thing for they're doing something decent new in this series. Isn't Craven getting his own movie? He is. I think at some point in development. I don't know when that is though. I was really shocked to see Craven because I was like. Oh, he is the last person I expected to be an antagonist in this. Yeah, I mean, you don't really see... You've never seen him in a movie before, or any of the cartoons. He's been in the comic books quite a bit. He's, like, one of the most unspoken, like, villains. I think he appeared in only a few issues of the comic books. uh, Yeah, he he died in the comics, and then his family brought him back to life or something, and he was, like, really ticked off at them. Yeah, he he, he isn't he, a big part. I mean, you've got like there's a lot of Spider-Man villains, but he's really low on the list. So I did not think they would include him. He's in the cartoons a lot, but like he, his story isn't really fleshed out in the cartoons. It's just like, oh, look at this bad guy that has zero character. Yeah, he's he's just there. Yeah, he's literally just they shoot him as filler. A lot in a lot in the cartoons, like he he'll appear, he'll do something dastardly, Spider-Man will beat him, and you don't see him again for like ten episodes, which is really annoying to be honest. Because I do think there's a lot of potential there to really make him 
they need to flesh out his character. I'm interested to see what they do with Spider-Man too, what they do with him, because he does need to have like an actual character arc. The cartoon never really made him uh, a focal point of anything. He wasn't seen as one of the big bads. He's just there. He's more like a side part character at a lot of the time. He's more featured more in the comic books, but not as much in in the in the in the TV shows and stuff. He's never been in a movie. Uh, or a Spider-Man game, so I'm interested to see what they do with him to try and bring him to life, so that people obviously come to recognise him more as a as more a part of the universe. It's, it's, it's kind of out of left field, and not see that coming. To be honest. My current assumption is that he's going to die at the end of this game. I, I would not. Be... <laughs> considering that in the comics he does die, and I'm like, I feel like this would be a very bad idea to keep him alive somehow. Yeah, I don't think that would fit the cabin either. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we did get news at 6, is it 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, oh, 12 games, my bad. 12 games uh, announced in that showcase. I will quickly list them because Microsoft did throw some shade. Uh, Mortals of Avium, that's from EA. Ghost Runner 2, Marathon from Bungie. Obviously, they had to include it because obviously Xbox players play Destiny. They're going to want to play Marathon. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta, Dragon's Dogma 2, Alan Wake 2, uh, Plucky Squire, which is a rather interesting looking title, uh, Teardown, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is pretty obvious, uh, ne- Never, which is another indie title, Cat Quest, another indie title, although I probably will not play a little bit of that game, uh, and the Talos Principle 2. All of those games are coming also to Xbox. So there is a lot of games there. <laughs> That uh, PlayStation tried to release as, oh no, they're only PlayStation exclusives. They're not. Uh, there's also the highest IP fair games. Concord, which is their PvP multiplayer, that's in development of Fireworks. Their PS5 and PC. There's also a couple of games there that are coming to Switch. So the whole point of this PlayStation showcase was to go show Sony's lineup. Why would you bother having a lineup that shows half of the games that you're showcasing are going elsewhere? It makes no sense. Also, they announced previously it would be a PS5, it's a PS5 and PSVR2 exclusive showcase, and they had several games that are also on Microsoft. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it just feels like a waste of time. Uh, Wolverine, though, one of the uh, games that we tipped, uh, I heard from two separate sources that this game was going to be at a showcase, and it wasn't. Uh, I have heard the reason why. Um, when I fed and watched the showcase, I was like, "Wait a minute, where's Wolverine?" That confused me a little bit because I was, I was fairly certain, given my sources telling me it's in there, that it was going to be shown. However, uh, I did find out the reason why. I did speak to a couple of journalists, also from other outlets. Uh, Jez from Windows Central. Uh, I spoke to a couple of guys from IGN. They said to me they also heard that Wolverine was supposed to be in this showcase, and it wasn't. There was a couple of reasons that were given. Uh, one of which was pulled for time, which doesn't make sense because it's a digital showcase. They haven't got somebody telling them we're going to ad break. Uh, another reason was because they felt that it was going to get lost in the shuffle of PlayStation's already announced games during that showcase. So they were decided to give it its own independent, dedicated state of play somewhere later on down the line. And I've heard somewhere towards the end of the summer into September. For a possible 2024 release. Uh, that would be the reason why it's not been shown. But are you, uh, are you a bit disappointed, either of you, in uh, not having Wolverine? Yeah. 
it was uh, it, it, there was a lot of titles that I think that people wanted to see, and Wolverine was one of them. And I've really wanted a Wolverine game because, as far as I know, sorry about the dog. Because uh, as far as I know, um, I, I think the only like really crazy Wolverine game is that's been out, and I don't know if this is true because I don't know my Wolverine game lore. But is the X Men Origins Wolverine tie-in game that was apparently not trash? Um. So, I I think that this is something that especially Marvel fans have wanted, and it would it would not have gotten lost in the crowd of games. That is something that would have very much been the most exciting thing of that showcase outside of Spider Man Two and. Uh, I guess for some people, Final Fantasy 16. Uh, we've lost connection to Bam. Uh, yeah, we've lost Bam for a minute. Hopefully, we'll be back in a minute. Um, but we did move on to Warhammer Skulls. That was a big, another showcase from Games Workshop uh, last week as well. Uh, the showcase was uh, included several new announcements. Uh, we got the first Warhammer Age of Sigma uh, real time strategy game uh, that's in development at Elite Dangerous Maker Frontier. Uh, it's also coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and S. Uh, there was a showcase CGI trailer with a snippet of pre-alpha gameplay. I will leave a link to all of this. They are on Eurogamer. I was going to write up a whole feature about the Warhammer Skulls, but I got about 40 emails asking them for individual bits, and it was a bit overwhelming. Uh, so I will be doing that today uh, to get that up for tomorrow. Uh, free-to-play racing combat game, which is kind of weird. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Speed Freaks. Uh, which is basically a Warhammer racing game, which I've never thought I'd see. Uh, that's currently an alpha playtest. It's available on Steam right now. Uh, it looks pretty good, actually. Uh, you make uh, sort of Warhammer vehicles, which is very rather cool. Uh, there's also, obviously, Power Wash Simulator DLC for Warhammer, which is weird as well. Uh, you'll be cleaning the dirt off the Lehman Russ, which is a, a vehicle in Warhammer. Uh, there's also a look at the Promising Space Marine 2, uh, which you'll be battling the Tyrion Horde. I love Tyranids. I, was, uh, I think I've, I started collecting a few Tyranids when I was a kid. I was more into Orcs over anything else. Uh, you've also got Dark Tide update uh, that added two maps and the Chaos Spawn. Uh, the uh, Rogue Trader update also showed new enemies and locations and a new companion, which is Ulfar, which is a space wolf. Uh, the beta is launching on the 1st of June, uh, if you want to go check that out. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Bolt Gun is a new boomer shooter. I will say I did not like the sound of the new bolt gun. I thought it was, uh, sounded very, very lackluster. It really needs some oomph behind it. It needs to feel like a big, clunky, boom weapon. I hope they uh, improve the sound quality on that a little bit. Uh, Creators Assembly's Warhammer 3 also was also announced uh, with the hero Harold Haverstorm, uh, who's a big character from the, uh, from the games, uh, from the uh, tabletop games. Uh, Blood Bowl 3 also revealed the new Lizard team. The Lizard Men team. They were in the original 40, uh, Warhammer original, uh, as well as I believe 40,000. I'm not sure. Um, there's also the new digital car game Warforge, was also announced with a new demo uh, that also features Tyranids. Uh, Battle Sector was revealed. It also released new Orcs DLC, which looks great. You've got to go have a look at that trailer. Uh, Lacy Music also reveals a new Metallica soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, that will be coming to retail, I think it's out next week or the week after. Uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2 also announced new Karak, Asgard levels, and TCN's new career. Uh, that trailer has been age-restricted, so if you don't have an account on YouTube, you'll need to sign up to watch it. 
that is everything from uh, Warhammer Skulls 2023. Uh, there's an interesting showcase. I know there's a lot of Warhammer gaming fans out there. I don't think there are any tabletop fans much anymore, although that community is still around. But I haven't played Warhammer since I was about 19, so it's been a long time since I've touched any of that. Uh, but we also got some uh, showcase through. But all of this is up on the uh, on the website if you want to go check it out. Uh, but game showcase is marvelous. Also, again, first look at Demon X Machina. That's a Titan mm-hmm. Titanic Scion. Uh, it's a localized version. The inaugural game showcase is available on the website if you want to go watch the trailer. Uh, they debuted the new Nintendo uh, game, obviously, uh, for Fashion Dreamer, uh, which is been, was announced by the CEO Shuji Yoshida. Uh, there's also Project Magica. Uh, Project Life is, RP- is an RPG uh, that's harkening back to uh, the original J- uh, JRPGs from uh, Japanese developers. Uh, there's also announcements for Rune Factory that they are making a new Rune Factory game as well as Story of Seasons. But the big announcement was obviously Demon X Machina, which is their bigger title. It's a new IP, the third person mech shooter, which looks insane and I will be trying to get my hands on that uh, when it arrives. Uh, I don't know when the release date is, they didn't announce anything for it, but that thing looks phenomenal. Were you interested in it all in anything the marvelous? Did you watch any of the showcases there? Uh, no, no, I'm not. Okay, and you you don't play Warhammer or anything like that, do you? I do not play Warhammer. Ah, you got to branch out a little bit more, man. I I would, but it's like the games that I play are all like story based games, and it's but like I don't want. Technically, story-based games. They're a little bit confu- confusing for people who've never played one before. Yeah, but, that, like, okay. I, I need I need a game that I can play and also, like, relax and play. Like, my big issue with Sonic Frontiers is that I was somehow raging at a Sonic game because of, <laughs> yeah. how, because of how bad the platforming was. It's like, I don't need another game that just makes me mad. Like, Uncharted 1, I got the Nathan Drake collection. Uncharted yep. 1... Uh, up until Sonic Frontiers, it was one of the worst platformings I've ever had to deal with. Yeah, one and, and two, like played... right, three and four, uh, you know, Uncharted. I guarantee four is my favorite Uncharted story. Yeah, because I was certain the brother was going to betray me throughout the entire game. I was sure of it. But haven't Don't tell me anything. I won't tell you nothing else about the game, but it is great. Uncharted four is the best one. Yeah, my my friend, my friend who convinced me to play the Nathan Drake collection, he's been like, "You gotta play four. and I'm like, "I'm not gonna play four if I hate three. Oh, trust me, you want to. Even on its own, Uncharted Four is incredible because the story is so well told. It's ten times better than one and two, without a doubt. Uncharted Four is like that is the perfect way to end that series. Was on Uncharted Four. Because it is so well told. Uncharted 3, for me, is in a close second. Because that game is also Uh, well told. I think, funnily enough, uh, the only reason why I'm playing Uncharted is because I just like Naughty Dog's games. Yeah. Because after playing all The Last of Us, I was like, okay, I need more games that don't suck. Yeah. It's, It's hard for me not to describe the game without spoiling it for you. So I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. But, yeah, 3 and 4 best one two really bugged me not because it's retro and it's very pixelated and the graphics aren't great but it's just the game yeah they're trying to pass off the first one on that collection is the remaster i was like 
This is not remastered. It's like maybe the original just looks really horrible, but this is not what I consider remastered. I yeah, consider I, I, this, hey I, guys, we uh, fixed the pixel. Yeah, if you if you played the original GTA San Andreas, the way that character runs and stuff, like blocking stick men, it plays a lot of the same, the original game. Uh, really, really like uh, dodgy graphics. But, the platforming in it is the worst part of it. You can excuse the rest of it, but when you get to the platform, you're like, ugh. It slowly, you can see the progression of how more confident they get throughout the series, how, how much more improved. Like, when you get to three, you're like, oh, okay. I was not expecting this. Then when you get to four, you're like, fuck, that was amazing. Like, this, that's, that was my reaction as I was playing through the collection. Uncharted 4, though. Is 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 perfect. Personally, for me, I think it's a great game. But before we jump into a break, though, uh, the THQ Nordic Showcase uh, was all dedicated to Alone in the Dark. Uh, we'll star David Harbour uh, from Stranger Things. Is uh, also uh, he plays Edward Carnby. Uh, Jodie Comer, who was in Free Guy, she played the love interest of Ryan Reynolds. Uh, she's playing Ebony Hartwood. Uh, the game is being developed by Pieces Interactive. It will be coming to PS5, PC, and Xbox Series X and S for a rather relatively low price. It will be digital only. There will be no physical. Oh. Uh, the reason they've said that is because they do not want to have released a game that requires you downloading off a disc. You just feel wrong. Um, but yeah, it's a, a first-person uh, horror game. Uh, the demo will be out now on Steam if you want to go check that out. Uh, it's a free playable prologue uh, titled Grace in the Dark. You know, essentially, you play a young girl called Grace Saunders who's wandering around the main mansion from the full game when it releases, trying to post a letter. There will be no combat in this prologue, uh, mainly because Grace's character is under the age of 15, and they cannot include that any violence or graphic images uh, because of the main character's age uh, in that demo. Um, you will also see towards the end, obviously, two main characters in the full game arrive, uh, which is when the game starts from the full game when it releases next year. Uh, the original creator also, Frederick Runnell, uh, he did speak about it. He gave his full blessing. He said, the remake's going on today, you're never quite sure what you get. However, I think they did a great job serving the core feeling of the original game and went further than everything I could expect 30 years ago. He also, uh, They also revealed the players that can pre-order, uh, when you pre-order the game, you'll get several cosmetic items, uh, one of which includes director's commentary. Uh, that's in the deluxe version, which will also include the horror filter pack DLC, uh, which looks incredibly cool. I'm, I'm hoping they uh, they send us this game with all the DLC, because I do not really want to be paying for it. Okay, uh, we're going to jump into a break. When we come back, we're going to be discussing some of the movie news. John Wick 5 has been confirmed to currently be in development. It has begun. Uh, but I don't know how they're going to bring John Wick back, because he died in 4. Uh, also, we've got news on the new Madden NFL movie with Will Ferrell, which is kind of weird. He's going to be playing John Madden. <laughs> it just feels perfect. Uh, we also got confirmation of Quentin Tarantino's last movie, or it's going to be his next movie. Technically, previously, he said it was his last movie. Uh, he is making a new movie, and he's going to be discuss- he has discussed that as well. We've also got news on Mark Deadpool 3 and some more final news on the Mario movie. Uh, when we come back, don't go anywhere.
Can you pull the curtains? Let me see the sunshine. I think I'm done with my hiding place, and you found me anyway. It's been forever, but I'm feeling alright. Tears dry and we'll leave no trace, and tomorrow's another day. Hide and seek. I'm somewhere closed away. You won't believe how long it's been since I started the game. I can't be seen, and you won't find me today. I've not been this low, but I'll be okay. Are you alright? Maybe don't ask, 'cause you know I never like to talk about that. Keep it inside, yeah. You say I always hold back, and I always wear long sleeves. Is it in your childhood? Something happened in the your past? With the sadness here, I promise that it won't last. And if I could, I would try to take it all back. There's still more underneath, and that's when you say to me, Can you pull the curtains? Let me see the sunshine. I think I'm done with my hiding place, and you found me. Talking Heads Podcast episode 106. Bam has lost his internet connection, which is why he's currently not here. 
hopefully we'll be able to join before the end of the podcast to say goodbye because it's kind of rude to sleep <laughs> sorry about um but i have got a video i'm relaunching my own youtube channel i will be doing unboxing on there today i have been sent a couple of figures uh from a new company who's just producing some uh some rather strange uh figures to be honest uh it's come from toei animation they're licensed by toei um, there is a couple of uh, little figures i will be unboxing later on today go watch that video uh, it's the major ge on youtube it's going to be my first video. I'm also doing a, a couple of gameplay walkthroughs as well, which I'm currently filming. Uh, one of which is for my asthma. Uh, I will be producing the, uh, the video for that. I'm trying to get the gameplay started this evening. And I'm hoping it'll be up tomorrow, I hope, um, because I have got a lot of work to do right now. Uh, but that video should be up on my new YouTube channel. Please go check that out. Uh, you can also find it if you're following some more socials. You can go watch uh, some video clips of uh, some of that as well. I'll be posting that on YouTube, on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can go find that. Anyway, uh, movie news this week before we wrap up this podcast. John Wick 5 has been confirmed uh, to be in early development. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it because John Wick died in the end of 4. Sorry if you've, uh, you haven't seen that film and I'm spoiling it for you, but uh, I don't know whether you watched it. Or not. I mean, did you see John Wick 4 by any chance? No. Oh, it's, it's a great... I... Like, the, the ending was perfect. The ending was perfect. Well, I already know the ending now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, there was a... So, basically, the end of the film. This is spoilers, so click ahead if you don't want to hear this. About five minutes. But, essentially, John Wick is uh, trying to gain his freedom. Um, and he's, he's basically saying that the last guy who's now challenged him is going to have a gun duel. Uh, and he has to get to a certain point by a certain time uh, to begin this duel. Or his or the uh, his life will be forfeit. Uh, essentially, the the whole um, the whole reason for him going there, and they're basically giving him a, a, a breath of air or a breath of freedom uh, to get to this place by that time. If he doesn't, then he's they're going to keep continue trying to kill him. Um, but he goes through a lot of people because obviously this guy from the table he does not want him to make it there because he knows John Wick's likely going to kill him. So he sends all his men after him anyway. Uh, and everybody's trying to kill him. Uh, and there's a particular scene where he's fighting his way up this really tall, long set of stairs. I will touch on that in a minute. They actually revealed how that was done. Uh, the end is sort of like a big painting scene. It looked, it's very religious uh, sort of scene where he's at the top of the stairs and he eventually collapses and then they show his grave and stuff and everyone goes to his funeral. It's really, really sad. Obviously, this was the, uh, the last film for the butler. I can't remember his head was really bad. Um, he's been a lot. He was in a lot of games. He was also a character in Destiny. That was his last film. The reason that he died early on because he was ill. Uh, nobody really knew it, but uh, they cut him out half round about the beginning of the film. He gets shot and killed um, halfway from about about half an hour in. He's uh, that was his ending. Um, but it was a really really great scene. It was a phenomenal movie. The ending. I was really surprised how they. That they've announced John Wick 5, to be honest, because I was fairly certain that 4 would be it. But they have said the fifth film is in development uh, from Lionsgate. Uh, during the recent earnings call, uh, motion picture group chair Joe Drake said it is official. Uh, Ballerina is the first spin-off that comes out next year. We're in development on three others, including John Wick 5 and a TV series called The Continental, which is a show about the hotel, which is awesome, and I think that'll be great. Uh, they're also building out the world, and the fifth movie comes, it will be organic, 
will be organically grown of how we're starting to tell these stories, but you can rely on a regular cadence of John Wick IP. So it looks like the John Wick franchise will be expanding to other stuff. I've heard rumours that it will be a comic book as well. Uh, eventually they're going to be bringing that out as a, as a full comic book series, um, as well as several other TV adaptations. I don't know how they're going to manage it, but uh, it was shot back to back, apparently, John Wick 5 with uh, John Wick Chapter 4. They've begun development already. They already announced and already knew that it was going to be coming. Uh, the plans changed. The future of the mainline series became uncertain. Uh, now following, obviously, the box office success of John Wick 4, which I think was the fifth biggest movie this year. Uh, Lionsgate has officially pushed it into early development early. Uh, the news comes two months after they said it were considering John Wick 5, and two weeks after producer Basil Iwanek said the uh, future of the franchise will be determined by Keanu Reeves and uh, Chad Stalinsky, the director of a bottle of whiskey in Japan, which is strange. Uh, the uh, spin-offs they mentioned, The Continental, will be a three-part prequel series with Mel Flipping Gibson, which <laughs> is just random as hell. What? If, uh, if he's going to probably play the uh, the Continental owner, isn't he? The, the boss. Which is kind of <laughs> he's going to be drunk the whole time. I know it. He's going to be drunk and you're throwing obscenities at people. Uh, that will be in September on Peacock. Uh, that will also be in the UK on... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Sky, the American channel. I cannot remember what it's called off the top of my head. Uh, Ballerina will be a feature film outside Anna de Amas, Ruska Roma, which is brilliant. Uh, that is then scheduled to hit cinemas next year in June. Uh, Halle Berry is also hinted that uh, character Sophia Al-Azawa uh, may fit star in a spin-off movie. Uh, that has not been confirmed as official yet, uh, but given that she usually is uh, on the money um, and does tell the truth, she isn't one of those that lie about stuff, uh, that the most likely will be coming at some point. Uh, we've also the John Wick 5 made tower a breakdown of uh, the ending and what it means for the future of the franchise. We basically have tying up loose ends. They did announce how they did the scene. There's a particular stairs uh, going up to the Sake Kwa, which is like the big church at the top of the steeple, uh, the top of this huge hill, um, because there was a lot of people basically being thrown down these stairs and head like landing head first. I don't know whether Keanu Reeves had a stuntman for this scene, but it was an absolutely just insane battle. It's like, that looks like it hurts, to be honest. There's a particular scene where they're running up and Keanu Reeves gets thrown down three flight stairs. I don't know whether that was actually Keanu Reeves, but I would not be surprised if it was. It did look like him. Uh, but there's the stairs from the uh, Montmartre as they up to the second Silica in Paris. It's a real place. It wasn't made for the film. Uh, the movie is available on the uh, digital storefront. I will leave a link to the clip they shared of how this was actually done. Uh, it includes a particular feature which is called Shot in the Dark, uh, which uh, obviously gives you an idea of how they create this scene. Uh, it's just insane. Absolutely insane. Go watch it. I will leave the link down below. Uh, it's on IGN's website if you're interested. Uh, we also got confirmation this week of Madden NFL. Are you a, a Madden fan? Are you an NFL fan, Martin? I'm not a big sports guy in general. I mean, I, I will watch it occasionally. I have watched a couple of Super Bowls. And we don't I, like in Madden, like NFL football over here. We think it's a travesty. Like, my dad plays all like, the sports games, and if he wants me to play them with him, I'll be like, okay, sure, I don't know how to, but okay. But a game that I have never understood, and I don't think I will ever understand, is football. I, like, I, I, American, I, I, American I football, football 
<laughs> American football is the most confusing sport I have ever had to watch. Yeah. And I will I never get say that about our football, to be honest. Well, at, at least at least your football, it's just kind of the same premise as soccer in America, because it's just the same thing with a different name, I, as far as I'm aware. Maybe soccer here has just different rules that I'm not aware of. Uh, well, but not it, I mean, we used to call it soccer, and the reason we called it soccer is because it was originally run by associations, like um, town halls and stuff used to run it, so we used to call it soccer which is short for association football. But that changed when we started calling it football because we realised that when it started to become uh, a bigger sport and it was being funded by businesses and stuff and it was becoming a national sport, we decided we weren't going to call it soccer anymore because it was no longer being run by associations, so groups of townships and town halls and stuff like competing against each other. So it became football. And then when we shipped a game over there, you kept calling it soccer. Is essentially the game is not soccer, it's football. We realised our mistake this time you did too. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I've watched a couple of Super Bowls. I do not like the Madden games. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of monetization and, and the gameplay is rather dodgy. But I, if I do play Madden, I usually play franchise mode because I prefer to, a bit of simulation with it and, and buying and selling players and stuff. It's part of the, part of the reason that I like FIFA games is because you can do that in career mode and stuff. So, I enjoy that aspect of it, but I do not like the gameplay of Madden games. I think it's very, very boring and kind of repetitive. I do not understand the plays, like the way they work out plays. It's just, it goes over my head and I have absolutely no interest in learning. Um, but there is going to be uh, a Madden movie, which is based on the life of John Madden. It's more like a biopic. Uh, he was a legendary uh, video game icon. Uh, he's also a football coach and a commentator. I think he managed at one point the Oakland Raiders, if I'm remembering that correctly. Um, he was a big reason why NFL became such a, a national, uh, a national, but iconic sport in America was because of John Madden, because he was such a larger-than-life character that people gravitated towards him. I've heard horror stories about him because apparently he was inherently racist. But apart from that, the fact of what he was like as a person. His career accomplishments were legendary, and he did a huge amount for the sport. They are going to be making a movie about him. I don't think they're going to include some of his racist points, obviously, but it will be starring Will Ferrell, which just Will Farrell, Will Ferrell, whatever you want to call him, um, but he will be playing the part of John Madden, which just feels perfect, not just because he looks a little bit like him, but because if they're going to do this as a comedy, John Madden was supposedly quite a funny person which just feels like a natural fit. Will Ferrell is not the funniest person out there. <laughs> I think his jokes are, are a bit outdated now. Obviously, when he started doing stuff like uh, Tragic Talladega Nights and things like that, I love those films and like Step Brothers, but after that, his movies started to drop off and they weren't as funny as they were once. I feel like this movie is going to be kind of like that uh, Air movie that came out recently on Apple TV about like Air Jordan and all that. I feel yeah. like it's going to kind of be like that, except maybe good. <laughs> maybe it might be good. We don't know. Uh, if, it, if it's if it's Will Ferrell, there's a 50-50 chance it will. Okay. Right, I, feel like, I feel like now on Twitter, everyone's going to be like, oh my God, the major doesn't like Will Ferrell. We have to, we have to cancel him now. I, I didn't be... say I didn't like Will Ferrell. I will say I do like Will Ferrell. I do <laughs> everyone's... 
I think everyone's going to be really mad at you for this Will Ferrell He's trash. not always on the money. Because a lot of the films that he's done as of late have not been great. There was a movie recently. I mean, he did The Other Guys. That was all right, but that's because he was bouncing off Mark Wahlberg. And I thought it was hilarious when they were trying to get him to do desk pops. He was shooting his gun into a bin. It's just in the middle of an office. It's fucking hilarious. It's just ridiculous. The movie's hilarious, but as of the last five years, the quality of his work slowly, slowly gone downhill. There was another TV show. I can't remember what it's called. He played like a Ric Flair character. And he kept talking about his testicles. It was just so weird. He was talking about, oh, I can feel all the way down in my plums. It was just a weird film. It's, yeah, it's after, after the last five years, these movies haven't been great. Um, I do not find him 100% all the time funny. But when he's, when he's at his peak, he's just amazing. Step Brothers is his best film, without a doubt. That movie's hilarious. Guy, if you haven't seen Step Brothers, go watch it. Uh, or Anchorman as well. That's his other greatest film. He has done a lot of great films, but there has been a lot of work that has not been as good. Uh, that is all I'm going to say. He has got a four-time Emmy winner. Uh, he's done his stint on Saturday Night Live. Uh, the TV show he's got right now, The Shrinking Next Door, is not funny at all. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, those jokes hit flat. I don't like that show. Uh, he will be appearing in a Greta Gerwig Margot Robin Barbie movie, which is just... I don't know how to feel about that. If they don't include that 1990s to early 2000s Barbie song, that is a travesty. Do you remember that song? Um, I'm a Barbie girl. In no, a yeah, world. yeah. No, I, I remember it because it's all because it was all over TikTok and like YouTube for a really long time, and just like all these like back then and now montages. That was just all that was playing. And it drove me insane. <laughs> that that song drove me insane because my sister at the time was about five when that song came out. And she was obsessed with Barbie. So guess what we had to listen to every single morning on the way to school? That. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite crazy. I've never been able to forget the words. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. That's all I listened to for like at least three years. Every single is, morning. She was obsessed. Is this... Is this like your secret inner demon? Just this song? It's like anyone it's, plays it's this song and like you go like, on the rampage. Let's put it this way. If hell is real, they're going to be playing this song <laughs> forever. <laughs> that will be my punishment. Being strapped there and forced to listen to that. <laughs> Say, oh, yeah, you're, you're like Barbie. Oh, you're such an asshole. <laughs> put that song on. I'm going to get tortured. But that will be my punishment for eternity. Is listening to that really god awful song. But yeah, I, I, I was forced to listen to that. And it's, I still remember all the words as well. In fact, when that movie comes out, Callum, you know we do sing-alongs, dude, and I know you're going to listen to this. Guess what you're going to be singing? <laughs> well, wouldn't, wouldn't that be more torture for you, though? No, it would be funny, because it's Callum having to sing the Barbie song. <laughs> yeah, but then you have to listen to it. I've listened to it too many times. I just want to see Callum sing it now. Because I know full well he'll be against it, but I'm going to make him do it. He's going to be singing Barbie. That'll be my, that'll it... my little treat for everybody. <laughs> Callum sing the Barbie song. And I'll get a video up as well, because he made me get into a into a chicken costume once and dance to the chicken song. So I'm going to be returning the favour. I'm going to dress you up as Barbie, Callum, and I'm going to sing that, <laughs> that song on video. 
That'll be my punishment for you. Anyway. Oh, God. Yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, has also revealed new details about his next movie. Uh, this was during the Cannes Film Festival, which finished last week. Uh, he has revealed new details about his next film, The Movie Critic, uh, which looks very, very interesting. Uh, apparently, it's been centered on around the New York critic Pauline Kael. Uh, Tarantino has already ruled that out, though. He said, whilst that was originally speculation, uh, that was not actually accurate. Uh, but instead, he's also his project revolve around a second string critic who wrote for a 70s porno rank. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he wouldn't reveal the man's name. He did mention it was very, very funny. And he wrote it like he was 55, but he was doing it in his early 30s. Uh, he spoke kindly about his desire to tell this under-the-radar writer's story. He said it was a very good critic. He was cynical as hell. But his reviews are across between early Howard Stern and what Travis Bickle, uh, who's uh, Robert De Niro's character in Taxi Drive, might have been if he was a film critic, which just is just the perfect capsulation. I cannot, I do not love many movies, but Robert De Niro's character in Taxi Driver was just perfect. Like it, he was not the regular Robert De Niro in that film. A lot of the movies he's done in the last twenty years have been pretty much Robert De Niro playing the character, and you can tell that. But Travis Bickle was just something completely different. He did really, really well in that film. Uh, he's also sort of tightly lipped about what magazine they were writing for, apparently. Uh, but I am going to guess that it's either going to be Hustler or Playboy Mag. Uh, he concocted, apparently, the, the title uh, will be for the movie The Pop Style Pages. Uh, regarding the production itself, Tarantino said he's entering pre-pre-production. Basically, it means they're casting a leading man and writing the script. Uh, apparently, he's going to be going with either Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio, which he uses for every film. Uh, he said, I haven't decided yet, but it's someone in the 35-year-old ballpark. Uh, hate to tell you this, Tarantino, uh, but both Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio are entering their late 40s into their 50s. So that wouldn't really work <laughs> at all. Uh, the movie critic was first revealed as Tarantino's next project back in March. It's also suspected to be his final movie. He had said, after 10 movies... Uh, which began with Kill Bill, uh, he would not be doing any more uh, after that. Um, he's also done uh, several other films since then, but he said 10 films is his limit, and he's going to be ceasing directing after that movie, which is sucks. So his next movie will be his last one. Uh, we also finally got confirmation Deadpool 3 will film, uh, despite the right strike, <coughs> that is entering production for Deadpool 3. Uh, they have started filming, according to an Instagram story uh, from Kefan Kepic, uh, reported by comicbook.com. Uh, the production is in the middle of the ongoing Writers Guild of Strike of America. Uh, Writers Guild of America Strike, I'd say. Uh, meaning the movie will be moving forward without writers, which don't know how that works, to be honest. Uh, the Writers Strike is currently in its third week, uh, which is also affecting the final season of Stranger Things, Yellow Jackets and Severance. They've all haunted production, which sucks. Please go back. I really want Stranger Things the last series. I understand why you're doing it, but I, I, I cannot be without Stranger Things. Uh, Marvel Studios, though, is instead choosing to move forward to production on the third Deadpool installment. Uh, possible when a script has already been written, which is why they're going ahead. However, uh, we have heard of the previous that Ryan Reynolds is also pitching in, and there is a couple of the cast that are helping to work on it. So they have got enough there at the moment to work with until they absolutely need to write and team back. Uh, with that possible, a script has been written. A production date has already been set for May, so they have already begun this week. A script is likely already complete, uh, at least uh, for the first draft. 
Uh, it does mean that any writing duties Microsoft up will be impacted if they need to change anything. Uh, the job obviously does not change or does not stop when the uh, movie goes in production. You constantly have to write and change dialogue. Uh, according to Collider, uh, the contract the writers of Deadpool have with the studio have to follow the script to the letter. That means Ryan Reynolds, whose constant quips are an essential aspect of the performance, will not be allowed to improvise any lines during production while the striking on going. So he cannot change anything. Uh, Marvel's already pulled, obviously, development on Blade, the next movie, with Mashal Ali. Uh, he's already experienced numerous delays. Uh, there's no end in sight for the strike. It could be that it goes on for the next at least a few months. Because it is going to affect the next uh, series of movies as well. Uh, in particular, the uh, Brilda Hildebrand as a negasonic teenage warhead. Um, she was apparently supposed to get her own film. Uh, Rob Delaney, uh, the film will see the, uh, the Merc. Uh, Rob Delaney is also supposed to have a movie at some point. Uh, I don't know if that movie's going ahead. Uh, but the movie will include uh, the uh, two mentioned characters, uh, as well as Marina Bakian as uh, Vanessa. Rob Delaney will be returning. Hugh Jackman will be as Wolverine movie. He'll be reprising his own Wolverine, even though he said he'd never do a Wolverine movie again. You lied. Sup- you lied. Supposedly it's one last time, but we'll have to see about that for Marvel. <laughs> yeah, so I-, I think if they gave him a bag of money, he'd find it very hard to turn that down. <laughs> if they said, here's $10 million, you have to do 25 minutes of screen time, I think, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. He'll definitely go back as, as Wolverine. There isn't I mean, I, any other actors that could portray that role either. So, out of all the X Men that would have to be in an X Men movie, I think Hugh Jackman is probably probably has it the easiest, considering the fact that he just has to put on a suit and then act. Yeah, he doesn't have to get dressed up or anything. Or yeah, like he doesn't have silly. to. He doesn't have to get into like a full like mystique like like makeup suit and all that. He just has to put on a suit. Yeah, and hold a piece of wood in his hands like plastic sticks. <laughs> yeah, like that's it. That's all he's got to do. It's just okay. it's a bit silly a lot of the times when people say, "Oh, he's Jackman has such a hard job." No, he doesn't. Wolverine <laughs> is like one of the easiest roles because he doesn't really change. He doesn't have fangs or anything. He doesn't need to. I mean, yeah, he shouts at the camera, which is a bit over the top. But he says, well, the role of Wolverine is easy. The only issue is that there is no other actors out there that look like Wolverine other than Hugh Jackman. Well, so even I mean, that's not... They're going to keep calling me back. <laughs> I mean, that's not necessarily true. There's probably actors that look like Wolverine, but I feel like everyone's so used to Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Everyone's like, no, that guy's not Wolverine. Hugh Jackman is. Yeah, he's, he's sort of... Because he's done such a good job of it, he'd find it very hard to cast anybody else in that role. There will be people out there that don't like it. The issue I have is that the people that are out there that may be able to play Wolverine, I still think that Hugh Jackman is like the pinnacle. There isn't anybody in, in I should say, there's nobody in the public eye that could feasibly play uh, the role of Wolverine unless they actually go out and look for them. I do not know if there's any, I haven't seen any actors on TV or movies or anything that would that I would suggest would be. Uh, and, um, a decent replacement for Hugh Jackman. I think he's been basically done so well with it that they're just going to say, yeah, you've got to do it again. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring you back. We'll offer you twice as much money. They'll just keep plugging in the money until he agrees. I think he's, got, he's worked himself into a corner at the moment playing Wolverine. Well, I also think, I also think that we really need a, uh, a good Wolverine uh, scene because the last time that we saw Wolverine with the X-Men... 
was in Apocalypse when he just was there for literally about a minute of screen time. He he just was there and then walked off as if nothing ever happened. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, it's Wolverine. Wait a second, he was in he was <laughs> in the last. I was like, wait a second, he's in the last movie. Yeah, I mean, he is supposedly dead now anyway. So I don't know how they're gonna bring back. I don't know when Deadpool three is gonna apparently be set because it has to be set before the last Wolverine film when he dies. I'm I'm gonna guess that it's in the past. They're yeah. gonna pull a uh, oh, this takes place in the past. Maybe that's what John Wick Five is. It just takes place in the past. Yeah, it's like a prequel to the four. I know. Last week I was like, guys, it's his his, his long lost son. That's that's John <laughs> Wick Five. Yeah, Keanu Reeves now, now himself. <laughs> <laughs> Can never stop fighting. <laughs> Have to kill everybody. <laughs> the whole world needs to die. <laughs> Who is my child? It's just a mini Keanu ring. He's <laughs> like mini me. <laughs> little, little dwarf Keanu ring. He's got Keanu ring's head, but a really tiny body and two massive guns. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a five-year-old. <laughs> just like Keanu ring's adult head. <laughs> Flying around like a ninja, that'd be hilarious. Warwick Davis, they cast Warwick Davis as the next John Wick. Oh, like that. that film gets five stars for me instantly. And it's just like Keanu Reeves, he's got that like, Keanu Reeves hair and beard. And he's trying to look like he's like, he talks like really husky boys, and just Warwick Davis. So that'd just be amazing. <laughs> little mini me, John Wick. Uh. Anyway, uh, we can jump final story week though. Marvel movie, uh, previously the fourth biggest animated film of all time. Uh, it has now breached the gap and is now the third biggest animated movie of all time. It is only behind the Frozen films for the most profitable movie ever. Uh, according to Hollywood Reporter, uh, the Nintendo adaptation has now cleared 1.248 billion in worldwide sales. And that puts it ahead of its third previous, of the third previous movie, which was Incredibles 2, uh, which made 1.243 million. Uh, according to numbers, this, uh, now collects the global ticket sales data. Only Disney Frozen 2 and the original Frozen, uh, which is the original Frozen made 1.48. So they've only got to make 200 million more at the box office to become the most animated movie ever. That feels possible. That feels like something, because the movie's only been out for a month, a month and a half, I think now, six, seven weeks. So it's, I mean, the movie could go on for the next two months. And then we knew also accounts of the fact of DVD sales, because the movie hasn't even come out on DVD yet. It's like no, the, the most profitable movie ever. DVD sales is going to come to like Netflix, I believe, in like late this year. Like yep. you've got all this stuff. I, I mean, the Blu-ray DVD single's already out in the UK and the US. You can go get a pre-order and get a copy now. I think that this is definitely going to become one of the biggest anime movies of all I mean, it already is one of, but I think it will become the biggest anime movie of all time. Yeah. Somehow. I mean, it's, it's only about 30 million away from beating Frozen. Uh, and 200 million away, pretty much. 200 and something 20,000. Away from being Frozen 2, become the biggest animated box office movie ever. 
all the six-year-olds from when Frozen came out are about to be really upset when they learn this information. They're going to be like, no, my childhood favorite movie is beaten by Mario. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I, I still think it's going to become number one. I can't see it like Frozen, the second place. I think it will go into second. I think it's going to be very close to first. I don't know whether it will beat Frozen 2, but it's, it's up there. It only needs 200 million more, which, when you think about it, that's about be about 30 more million people, 40 more million people going to see this film. A lot of cinemas now are charging like $60. Around <laughs> me, it's about £30 to go into the cinema now. It's ridiculously pretty expensive. But I still think maybe 40 million more people. I don't know if they haven't released in any countries. I think there might be a couple of countries still to go. So you never know. They might actually break it now. They might actually break it. Uh, biggest movie of this year, though, was Guardians of Galaxy Volume 3, which launched a month after Mario and has already grossed $659 million. That's according to Box Office Mojo. Uh, the Nintendo Quarters only is called this month. And they said the movie was having a positive impact on the company's core business as well because people were starting to buy Mario-related merchandise and buying several Mario-related games, which is why they've just released the uh, last three Game Boy Advance games on the Nintendo Switch Online expansion tier. Uh, those all of the Nintendo uh, Game Boy Advance games are now available on that online component, uh, and it, a lot of people are buying physical forms of uh, of Mario games now. Like the Mario IP is just seeing a resurgence for some reason. Uh, it's going to be a powerful touch point when they release their next movie. I'm going to keep on saying this. I need Mario Funko Pops, but Nintendo is too stubborn to be like, oh no, let's work with other companies. All I want is a Mario Funko Pop. All I want. Yeah, but I know they they tried to compete against Funko with the Amiibo. They have got a yeah. giant Lego Mario with uh, an Amiibo, but I still yeah I don't think they're going to work with uh, with other companies. I think if they think they can do it themselves, they'll do it. Which they can't because the Amiibo is not that great. No. I think Amiibo is a good collector's item, but they also try to do this whole I guess Toys to Life thing. Like it's not fully Toys to Life. I think. Didn't Amiibo release around the time that, like, Skylanders and Disney Infinity were still in yeah. their prime? Yeah, that's so, that, pretty much within the same, like, time launch window. And I think so, the reason like, they only produced that was to combat the fact they had Disney and stuff releasing smaller figures. They took the idea from them. Yeah, I, I think that if uh, Amiibo released just as figures, it still wouldn't sell that well. But even then, uh, Amiibo is just not that good. It's really uh, just not because because they add the like they advertise all these like big features. They're like, look, it can do stuff in in the game, and I'm like, oh my god, look, it can do stuff in little, one little out of three hundred games. Here's a new sword. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 can now throw a banana in Mario Kart. Like I, I only bought there were two. I think I only bought the Pikachu one and the Wario one, and I haven't bought another Amiibo since. I don't really. I I'm not bought, really I haven't bought a single one, and I do not plan to start now, because I know that once I do start, I'm going to be like, okay, now I have to own them all. Uh, I think it's mainly because I wanted Pikachu and Mario Kart. I bought that Pikachu and Mario. Oh, is that, that what it is? Mario if you buy Pikachu? Is that, what, is that actually a thing? If you buy Pikachu and Mario? I haven't even tried it. <laughs> I've never actually tried it. You, haven't even try you bought it to get it, and you haven't even tried it? No, I've never used it. I've, it's been sitting on the shelf this entire time. So, yeah, they, it's, it just, they're completely, I've, I've, I have no interest. But yeah, I would like them to do some more 
figure wise and bring out some toys and stuff. I know they're doing stuff with Lego at the moment. Uh, they do uh, announce a new Donkey Kong pack uh, for Lego, which is going to work with some games or something. I'm not really interested. I don't really play Lego. I'm thirty-five. Yeah, but- I'm not going to be getting Lego blocks. The- but, the problem with the Lego ones is that they're all so expensive that no one can buy them. Yeah, two hundred ninety-nine. And and then up top of that, they're already just expansion sets, so you already have to have like the twenty-dollar Mario thing. And I'm yeah. like, that's too much money for me to invest into bad-looking figures. Yeah, I'm I'm not spending two hundred dollars on Lego pieces. <laughs> Release them smaller packs for like ten quid, and I might consider it. Two one two three hundred dollars is a ripoff. I'm not paying. I know Nintendo don't need the money either, so I don't know why they need to make all these Lego pieces. Nintendo never needs money. They're they're Nintendo. Like they keep. On, I I know. Like I listen to a lot of Nintendo news podcasts to make sure that I know uh, all the news on one of my least favorite gaming companies. Um, because that <laughs> makes sense, I guess. Um, but as like they st- they're trying to stop like pirating of their games. And I was like, guys, there's a really easy solution. Uh, that. I feel like if you just wanted to stop pirating, release your games on other platforms. Yeah, do it on PC. I mean, there's a lot of games you could release, like Pokemon. Why don't release yeah. them on, like, think about the new PlayStation handheld thing coming out. Xbox, admittedly, doesn't have that. But there's a lot of games, like Zelda. Like, if you don't want people pirating stuff, make them available at least on PC. Well, yeah, someone, I, a Twitch streamer got taken down because they were watching a review of Tears of the Kingdom before, like, they gave a review copy to someone, and the person was watching it, like, the YouTube video of the review copy yeah, on Twitch, this. and they oh. took down the Twitch streamer. Yeah. I'm like, you gave them a review copy! Yeah, and you that, can't do that, that actually came from IGN. She was watching, I think, no, not IGN, uh, Skill Up. She was watching Skill Up's review. Of, uh, yeah. of the game before it released. Um, Alana Pierce used to work for IGN. Uh, she now works for Sony. Uh, she's been a long, long time like gaming celebrity, but she was watching a preview of something that was already pre-approved by Nintendo, and they took her stream down. <laughs> it's just like the most clueless. Like it's like the company, like the departments don't speak to each other. It's it's just crazy. Like they get so protective, I, 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 and then Nintendo just Nintendo are so. So like so anti, they don't want people to enjoy their games, but they still want you to buy them. It's yeah, I mean, like, like the most anti-consumer practices. I don't understand their, their method. You know, but then just watch. Like in the next month or so, they're just gonna go back to like casual Nintendo, not doing anything wrong because now, because <laughs> now Tears of the Kingdom isn't coming out, so they're fine. They're fine. Yeah, they haven't got they, they haven't got any games. Have, I know the next the one. Big, the biggest game that they have coming up is Pikmin Four, so they're fine. No one cares that they spoil Pikmin Technic- Four. Technically, though, are they actually developing Pikmin Four? I think that's Ubisoft, isn't it? It's developing. I don't know. Four. I don't know who develops Pikmin. I don't. I, I don't even have the storage on my Switch to play Pikmin. I <laughs> like I'm still using the original Nintendo Switch. I've got my, the most. My Switch couldn't physically play. Like people were asking me, "Why aren't you playing Tears of the Kingdom?" It's like, guys, even if I cared to. I don't have the storage to. Uh, I don't think my PS, my uh, Switch would even be able to play, even if I deleted everything. <laughs> I would, I would just be about a couple of gig over. And I'm, I've I only got stuff- a gig Switch. I can't. I don't think I could play it, even if I wanted. I keep seeing stuff about this Ultra Hand thing, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing this because if this is a main game mechanic, I'm screwed. 
because I don't know how to work this. Like, this looks so horribly complicated. I'm I'm not a big fan of Nintendo at the moment. They they do do. I like their games, but they are a terrible company. They are. Anyway, before we uh we're gonna have to wrap up because we are now approaching the end of this podcast. Thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you tonight. Now. No problem. Uh, thank you to Bam. Hopefully he listens to this and uh, here's my thank yous. Uh, your internet did go out halfway through. He's gonna message you later. He's gonna be like, "You're welcome." Just no other <laughs> yeah. context. Oh, we'll get it well after the podcast goes up. I'll get a message. Um, but yeah, thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website. Follow us on all socials, gamesinquiry.com. Massive thank you to KC for helping us out. Whizfish, uh, pretty work for IGN. If you haven't seen that argument, he is now writing a column for Games Inquirer, which is a big deal for us. We have got some, hopefully, some news next week. I've had a couple of big meetings this week, uh, which could see our expanse possibly into esports. Uh, I will make an announcement at some point down the line if those contracts go through. If they don't, then yeah, you won't hear anything from me. Uh, but uh, that's going to do it. I will see you next week for episode 107. Thank you everyone for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website and I will see you real soon, uh, including on Monday. Please go check out my YouTube video as well. Uh, give it some love and I will see you soon. Take care, guys. Bye. It's the Talking Games Podcast.